Hello, greetings and salutations, and welcome to the show dedicated to revisiting films, albums, and video games, and ask anyone for seconds. I am your host, Dave. Hi. How are you? Keeping well? How's your mum? That's a smashing blouse you've got on. Is that Mouse and Sparks? This time, we'll turn our attention to the fabled PS1 and get ready to be reintroduced to the failed mascot platformer, Jersey Devil. You're about Willis and Kaspersky? No. Yeah, they got caught giving Willis's mother a ride to bingo in the back of the You squad. told me that yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you do that? No. Real fun. He's mischievous. <laughs> and he's in a city full of tough bosses, mind-bending puzzles, and mutant vegetables. Jersey Devil. Oh, get off of me! Jersey Devil. Dave, what the hell are you on about? Although it may not be remembered by all, I have a personal history with this game. Uh-oh. Personal history. Are you right, Dave? I'm fine. Don't worry. I vividly remember going into town with my parents when I was younger and seeing the purple demon plastered all over my local game store. R.I.P. I was transfixed. What was it? What was it for? All I know was that I had to have it. I returned the next week, armed with my pocket money and a stack of games to trade in, to tame the beast known as Jersey Devil. However, having inquired my haul, I skipped home, excited to enter the world I'd been fantasising about for that week. I popped it in the beloved grey station and... Oh... It was hard. It was so bloody difficult. Especially for a seven to eight year old Dave. I soon got rid, never to be thought of again. Until now. Dave, mate, it's nice you got personal history with this game. It's lovely. But what is it, for Christ's sake? Well, I sincerely apologise. I forgot to do the context dump. Allow me to indulge your every context dump itch. Released in December 1997 in Europe, Jersey Devil is a 3D platforming game for the PS1. It was later released for the Microsoft Windows two years later in 1999. Developed by a Canadian company called Megatune, they later became Behaviour Interactive. They specialised in not only 3D but also 2D action and adventure games for consoles and PC. To be honest, I only really know Behaviour Interactive for their lawsuit from Warner Brothers and Bethesda about all the similarities between the Worst World mobile game and the Fallout Shelter game, even down to the same bugs in their coding. Naughty, naughty. Anyway, plot. The game follows the titular protagonist in their quest to stop the evil Dr. Narf, Narf from world domination with his evil mutant vegetables. <laughs> Maybe that's why I won't eat my veg to this day. But I digress. Upon its release, Jersey Devil was met with mixed reviews, with most criticism being given to the camera and the graphics. IGN gave the game 50 out of 100, stating it's a generic 3D platformer that aims to do everything you've already seen and done no better than you've played in any other game. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Absolute PlayStation gave the game 80 out of 100, saying, if you purchase this game, then do not give up on it as Jersey Devil gets better and better as you progress. Now, that's the context dump out of the way. Shall we get into the nitty-gritty and ask, anyone for seconds? Yes, I believe we should. Warning, warning, I'm reviewing the American NTSC version, as it's the only version I could get my horrible grubby little mitts on. Warning, warning. So, how is it? There was clearly a lot I didn't remember. 
To start with, the game starts with a great 2D animation that's reminiscent of early Saturday morning cartoons, which plays fantastically well into the cartoon aesthetic the game strives for. It's a short, cute introduction to our hero and the world they inhabit. It even goes on full-on reverential, with certain shots evoking the Batman, like JD. That's what I'm calling him from now on, and it's definitely not influenced by the fact that I'm drinking while writing this. Mmm, alcohol. Anyway, JD emulates Batman with his wings open, gazing down moodily on his bluff Jersey? I'm not going to lie, I initially thought the game was set on the English island of Jersey, not the city of Jersey, in New Jersey, in that they're Americas. After the wonderful cartoon, we are thrust into the game. We get a short tutorial showing us the game mechanics, which seems to only be in the NTSC version. If I'd seen this sequence in the PAL release when I was younger, maybe the game may not have been so bloody difficult. So the main game mechanics and controls. Well, they're definitely something. We have a jump. We've got a crouch, which I personally never use this time around. A useless punch button, which needs you to be so close to the enemy that you've already lost half of your health bar by the time you've hit them. You've got two camera buttons, which are on the shoulders. I believe they're L1 and R1. That rotate the camera horizontally. Anyway, we're going to talk about this later. Oh, believe me, we're going to talk about this. Finally, we've got the generic action button, which allows you to glide while in the air to push and pull objects and pick up boxes. Now, speaking about that glide, it's the strangest one I've ever seen in a video game. So instead of a smooth transition when you glide in other games, JD literally, he pauses mid-air. It's kind of like the animation just stops and then open his wings and then the glide starts. It might be that I'm used to more modern games with the smoother animations, but it does honestly seem like there's a frame of animation missing. It's really, really bizarre. The punch mechanic is awful, but what is more useful is the tailspin that's done by jumping and pressing the attack button. It's got a bigger range, it's just as powerful as the punch, and it lets you react better to enemies than that awful, god-awful, feeble punch. It evokes Mario 64 with the punch. At least you can slide with Mario when you kind of do the punch. You can't in this. You have to be right next to them, as I've previously described. So the main thrust of the game is spent jumping between various areas, attacking an interesting array of enemies. While doing this, you need to collect the five letters spelling out Nerf! to unlock various gates and levels, all the while trying to collect 100 pumpkins to gain an extra life and collecting purple tails for extra lives. So far, so standard platformer. That's pretty much the game. There's not really a lot else going on. The game's your standard platformer. It doesn't do anything special. It does what a game like Crash Bandicoot, or maybe even Gex Enter the Gecko does, and it just emulates it. And that's okay. Tell you what it does do well, though. That soundtrack. Oh, it's orally pleasing to my ears. Composed by Gilles Lavelle. I've got no idea if I've pronounced that right, so apologies. The music is moody, brooding, and it fits perfectly into the game world. From the subtle drums to the haunting sounds of the flutes. No wonder the soundtrack was highly praised upon release. Even listening to it without the context of the game, it's truly a transcendent experience and a masterclass of how to do video game soundtracks. Take note. On top of the dark soundtrack, we get those gothic visuals played to the max. It's dark, dingy, and in some ways, Tim Burton's wet dream. The lashings of bold colours, shadows with the occasional hints of a gothic architecture gives you a real feeling for JD's well. Hell, even the plant-based villains have their own character, with differing movements and movesets, making each of them unique in their own way. Definitely one of the more visually striking games on the PlayStation 1. 
even if sometimes it gets bogged down in the dark aesthetic, actually making it literally really quite difficult to judge some of the jumps in the game. Now, in my reviewing of the NTSC version and the Power version, it actually seems like the Power version is much, much darker. Now, I looked this up online, it does actually seem to be the case. The NTSC version seems like the brightness has been pumped up. It's like they've took all the complaints from the original PAL release because that one was actually released before the NTSC and they've kind of boosted the visuals and obviously put in the extra 10 seconds of animation explaining the mechanics. It did help me a lot and I kind of wish it was honestly in the PAL version. So I teased it earlier. So here it is. Camera talk! It can be hard to get the camera right in video games. Sometimes they're great. Other times they're a massive hindrance. How does JD fare? Well, it's good, but it's not quite right. It's a camera that, for the most part, it does a competent job. It only occasionally gets stuck on an invisible wall, which for a PS1 game is bloody astounding. You can also move the camera horizontally using the shoulder buttons. Again, that's fine. Problem is, the shoulder buttons, they're inverted, which adds to my annoyance level. If you're in a tight spot needing to do those well-timed jumps, Having to remember the camera is inverted is an absolute ass. On top of that, it moves so incredibly slow. By the time it's moved, you've missed the jump and you've already felt your death and had that slow death animation playing, infuriating you further and sending you into madness ever deeper. So, my final thoughts then. If Jersey Devil worth another go? It's got enough charm to sustain you if you didn't play it the first time around. Trouble is doesn't really do anything special. It uses a lot of tropes that you've seen before and it's done better by the games from that period. That's not to say that this game isn't actually without merit. The level design is challenging and character design is definitely unique. The gameplay and mechanics are varied enough to hold your attention. It hasn't even aged that badly in comparison with other games from that era. Overall, it's something that's different on the surface, but sadly, not so much under the facade. Still, that soundtrack is absolutely bloody stellar and is worth checking out. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a like, rating and review on your platform of choice as it helps us get heard by more people and we can grow the podcast. If you fancy carrying on the conversation, we're on Twitter as at AnyonePod and the newly launched Facebook page. Have a search. You're going to find us on there. I didn't really want to do the Facebook page, but something about algorithms and, you know general advertising but whatever as is the new tradition with this podcast i'm gonna leave you with something from jd's soundtrack thanks again and good night Bye.